0: management or its board of directors hello this is craig at kxfm 104.7 human crafted radio i'm here every saturday at 9 a.m with rainbow radio where we discuss the latest news on lgbtq interests and discuss on this day in history every week i have a special guest and we have interviews again rainbow radio craig every saturday we oh, are high and love dreams are you awake this morning that was uh venice beach and that's the wake-up tune this week <laughs> on kxfm 104.7 craig on rainbow radio um i it's been a, a the daylight savings time is is challenging me you know an hour earlier but you know i just keep your head down and, and go with it it'll get it'll be fine the weather today as we all want to know It's Saturday, the 18th, the day after St. Patrick's Day, so I suppose everyone is pulling themselves together after a lot of copious amounts of green beer. I I didn't do the green beer thing. In fact, I didn't do anything, (laughs) and I'm Irish, so they say. Anyway, Cooley is Irish. Sunshine, followed uh, early, followed by cloudy skies this afternoon. Oh, high is 66. The winds are southwest 5 to 10 miles an hour humidity 56 degrees this evening it will get down to 53 and for the week coming so that you're prepared got your rubbers on you only need them on monday and tuesday oh it looks like wednesday too but then thursday friday saturday coming up it's all sunny days ahead so we can um, yeah we can celebrate that and what's the temperature well first part of the week it's in it's in the 60s so Again, we're blessed. We're blessed every day here in Laguna Beach. And what is this day in Laguna Beach? I found a new, a new thing called uh, "What day is it?" <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm half nuts. You know, so I, I find I, I found that they, someone decided in their brilliance that they would collect all of the data with regard to what happens, what day is it? You know, like like it's Women's Month. Gay Pride Month is uh, June, and, you know, it's Washington's birthday, you know, so on and so forth, So, but they decided they were going to put a collective of all of them together, and today as Saturday, March 18th is National Sloppy Joe Day, so I think that goes out to my friend Joe <laughs> in uh, Fond du Lac, which is French for bottom of the lake, isn't that a lovely, lovely name for a community? <laughs> well i live in bottom of the lake yeah oh. Um. <laughs> anyway it's called you can say it with some sophistication Fond du Lac. yes <laughs> so sloppy joe day have your sloppy joe it's also national corn dog day well go figure i don't know they do sell corn dogs at trader joe's i noticed in the frozen food department um little iffy there and then uh, National Awkward Moments Day. Now, we always have those, especially if you're in the radio industry, you have a few awkward moments, and uh, who knows? I may have several today. You know, what is a day at the radio without a few awkward moments? <laughs> also, less notable, I guess, is National Biodiesel Day. I don't know. I guess you buy biodiesel for your diesel truck. And then National Lacey Oatmeal Cookie Day. Mm, okay, i um, uh, this one I don't know. National Supreme Sacrifice Day, and it shows lost Americans to wars. And then also it is National Quilting Day. So if you're into quilting, Michelle, my cousin, she does that. Uh, this is this is the day. What else did I? What else did I um, Is there another day? National? No, that's it. National. So that. It takes care of today and and what um what is going on i hope you've all had a good week um daylight savings time has um kept a little more light in the evening and i dearly love that i feel human again uh you actually get out i actually get out and do more i think a lot of people do as well and uh so a whole week of it i'm adjusted <laughs> i have no problem adjusting so i don't know if anyone may have been listening a few weeks ago i had uh what i did well there's this artificial intelligence going around if you you've heard about and so i decided i would challenge it and the 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 main one is um and i can't think of the three it's e etb i believe um but it's the number one one in, on <laughs> Google search it, okay? Um, and so you can ask it a question, like I did a couple weeks ago. I think I asked, uh, what are the 10 best, uh, so I have my 10 best list. What are the top 10 events in history? And explain, oh, no, I, I did that this week. So I did three this week. I don't know if I'll get to all of them. But I did one that I found particularly interesting. Um, I asked... I ask this all, no, no all, (laughs) reminds me of uh, The Tonight Show with uh, Johnny Carson, Karnak, who knows everything. So let's call it Karnak, the computer. Uh, List the the 10 best LGBTQ activities, wouldn't you know? And what do you think would be hit the top of the list? (laughs) And I love it because it flies in the face of a lot of things going on politically particularly in tennessee where you can if you participate in this first number one item uh you know but let's i digress let's start with number 10 Uh, so number 10 on my top 10 list art exhibitions art exhibitions featuring lgbtq artists and themes uh, offer a fun and engaging way to celebrate lgbtq culture and identity they can include a range of mediums, such as painting, sculpture, and photography. Mm-hmm. Think Mapplethorpe there. Number nine on the list is theater performances. Yes, including plays, musicals, offer entertaining, thought-provoking ways to explore the LGBTQ themes and stories. Drumroll number eight, outdoor adventures. I love outdoor adventures, such as hiking, camping. Well, who wouldn't? I mean... Is that particularly gay? Offer fun, adventurous ways to connect with other LGBTQ individuals and enjoy the great outdoors. Pride parades is number seven. Uh, Well, of course, who doesn't love a parade? (laughs) They are fun and celebratory way to express pride and solidarity with the LGBT community. They feature colorful floats, music, and performances. Uh, Number six, brunches. Well, of course I love a brunch. (laughs) Uh, they are fun and delicious way to connect with friends so if if you're out there taking notes cuz these are things you need to to brush up on <laughs> and then number 5 game nights game nights provide fun and a social way to connect they can include board games card games and video games boy doesn't that sound exciting <laughs> i like number and number 4 i like this Film festivals, LGBTQ film festivals, showcase a range of films with LGBTQ themes and characters. They provide the opportunity to explore different stories and perspectives and celebrate the LGBTQ culture. Number three, dance parties. Dance parties are fun and an energetic way to celebrate. They often feature DJs playing music from various genres, uh, including pop house and techno. Woo! Just like that first song I played this morning. And number two on the top ten list, karaoke nights. I guess gays love karaoke, according to the Karnak, the computer. uh, Karaoke nights provide a fun and inclusive environment for people to sing their hearts out and have a good time. Many LGBTQ-friendly bars and clubs offer karaoke nights with a wide range of songs to choose from. Mm -mm -mm. And the number one, one, one thing... (laughs) For LGBTQ uh, activities, is number one is drag shows. <laughs> Just, I don't know why I find it <clears throat> so humorous. Drag shows are a fun and entertaining activity that celebrates LGBTQ culture and identity. They feature performers in glamorous costumes and makeup, lip syncing to popular music. Now, how harmless is that? <laughs> of course accordingly some people in tennessee think it's very harmless you can serve a six year six years in a federal penitentiary and uh, it's a felony on your record if you do it more than once hmm. so are you awake out there laguna beach <laughs> so um laguna beach pride had a board meeting and we discussed a um drag shows and uh, we're working on one so stay tuned on that one <laughs> We have a venue. I just have to approach them and, and make sure that they're all so very cool with it. They've been very cool with everything in the past, so I don't see why not. And I'll you'll be the first to know here. I did uh, set up a new feature on rainbow-radio.org. And it is where you can list an event you're having that might be of interest to our listeners. Or you can list uh, a suggestion for a, um, for a show it's, it's there to, you can leave comments, you can write whatever you want, but it, it is, uh, it's, it says list your event is where you go on the web page. And you can, uh, I, I, my hope is that I get enough contributions that it becomes a go-to for what's going on in the, in the community. So there you have it. And it's rainbow radio, rainbow dash radio, not underscore, but rainbow dash radio dot org or dot com, whichever you feel like putting in will both will work. And you can list uh, uh, your event there that might be of interest, and it goes on the calendar, and you can go back and look at that calendar anytime and see what's coming up. How about that? (laughs) Boy, technology, it's just amazing. Now, uh, we don't have one, and maybe we should. uh, That is Parade for LGBTQ. I understand probably 15 years ago they may have had a Pride Parade here. I was not here 15 years ago. Well, I was in and out, but I wasn't here when it happened, let's just say that. And so, unfortunately, uh, we haven't had one. Maybe maybe that'll be something this August, because it looks like Pride will be in August this year for Laguna Beach. Anyway, uh, so I ask Karnak the computer. Karnak, <laughs> list the 10 best reasons to march in a gay Pride parade what would they be now? Let's wander. Number 10, community pride parades provide a sense of community and belonging. For LGBTQ individuals, they offer a space where people can come together, make new friends, celebrate their identities in a safe and supportive environment. I know uh, we marched in uh, Orange County Pride Parade in uh, Santa Ana, a few years ago and when i was uh, managing a local club here and it was a lot of fun and uh, we had a couple of vehicles in it and um, we still talk about it but we it's not our parade you know who love who doesn't love a parade uh number nine on the top 10 reasons pride parades are known as for lively festive atmosphere mm, kidding me festive Yes, marching in a pride parade can be a fun and exciting experience filled with music, dancing, and certainly colorful costumes. (laughs) Number eight, support marching in in a pride parade can show support for the LGBTQ friends, families, members, and allies and can demonstrate that they are loved, valued, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. Number seven reason, resistance. Pride parades have roots in activism and resistance against discrimination and inequality. Marching in a pride parade can be a way to continue that tradition to fight for change. Number six, celebration. Very very similar here. Pride parades celebrate, uh, celebration of LGBTQ culture, history, and achievements. That's true. There are a lot here in Laguna Beach. Had a gay mayor here, first one in the nation. They provide the space for people to come together and celebrate their identities and accomplishments. Number five, pride parades offer an opportunity to educate the public about LGBTQ issues and promote understanding and acceptance of the community. Number four, advocacy. Marching in a pride parade is a form of advocacy, sending a message to policymakers and the wider community that LGBTQ rights are human rights and should be protected. They are human rights for sure. Number three, moving up to number one, uh, is empowerment. Marching in a pride parade can be empowering for individuals who may have felt marginalized. Boy, that's true. I've seen some people feel really built, uh, beat down, and blossom in circumstances like a pride parade. Uh, can help people feel proud of their identities and embrace their true selves. Boy, I like that one. Number two, solidarity. Marching in a Pride Parade shows solidarity with the LGBTQ community. Its struggles for equality and human rights allows people to come together and celebrate their shared experiences and identities. And the number one, 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 one. <laughs> The reason to r- march in a Pride Parade is visibility. Yes, marching in a pride parade provides visibility and celebrates the diversity of the LGBT community. It sends a message of inclusivity and acceptance to the wider community. So there you have it. The top ten reasons, and I do have a few other other few other top ten here, but oh we'll we'll take a break from that. There's two news articles that, that popped out at me this week and um, sometimes um, Sometimes, and and a political thought I had, because, you know, they said here at KXFM 104.7, I can have an opinion. If Tucker Carlson can have an opinion, I can have an opinion. But uh, it will be based in facts. (laughs) There's a striking difference there. Anyway, uh, the news. There was two news articles separate from each other, but when brought together i feel the contrast is quite remarkable okay this week this last week our president biden says efforts to restrict transgender rights are close to sinful how about that pope (laughs) the pope should chime in on that President Joe Biden called efforts to restrict transgender rights in Florida close to sinful in an an interview released Monday, suggesting federal law should be passed to protect those rights in all states. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. It's just terrible what they're doing. Biden said during an interview with Cal Penn on The Daily Show, Biden's comments came as uh, an unprecedented number of measures are introduced into state legislature this year that are seeking to restrict LGBTQ rights. The proposed bills cover a wide range of policies, including some that seek to restrict transgender from people from competing, competing in sports or using bathrooms that align with their gender identity. Now, what's the other news article? Well, it's not in the U.S., but it's from Kenya. And their news with uh, regarding LGBTQ, the headline is and, <laughs> Homa Bay. It's the name of the town. Homa Bay town um, leader Peter Kaluma says LGBTQ members should be hanged. Boy, if there's a contrast, I don't know what there is. Uh, well, it's different than transgender, but. It's about human rights, okay? Homa Bay Town, um, Peter Kaluma has defended his push to ban lesbian, gay, and bisexual, transgender, intersex, queer, questioning, asexual, LGBTQ in Kenya. The outspoken lawmaker argues that the LGBTQ Association would, if offered a chance to thrive, severely impact the population of the country. Oh, I, I'm, well, really? And and he also said allowing LGBT groups to register will reduce the population around the globe, which will eventually lead to the extinction of mankind. Wow. Now, he has stretched that. <laughs> and, and on a serious note, that's just what a contrast. What a contrast and how grateful can we be about... Our constitution—that's for the people, you know—that protects everyone and treats everyone the same. And treating everyone the same, on another note, and my opinion, <laughs> boy, I just—I must have had a cup of coffee this morning, maybe two or three. Um, it's interesting that uh, the world, uh, the United Nations referendum has, um, I think it's United Nations, but they decided that um, Putin is a war criminal. And should be uh, charged with crimes. And our own former president has committed uh, feel that like he has committed a felony um, felony transactions, and should be uh, you know charged. You know, wouldn't it be interesting if all of a sudden the people of the world stood up and said, "Listen, you leaders, you're so you you should." be fairly subjected to the rules and laws of everyone in the world. You're not above the law. You're not above what we all have um, for ourselves. Now, isn't that interesting? What, what, if it, what if this was a start of a trend? All of a sudden, some other marginalized uh, community, uh, country, maybe in South America... that their leadership was less than fair and less than honorable and had committed um, crimes and should be that should be a focus of attention and maybe they should be charged in court and let the people see what's going on you know hopefully in a fair court and in a fair with a lot of transparency lots and lots and lots of transparency (laughs) please but um I don't know. That was a thought I had. <laughs> I thought maybe this is a trend, a cleansing. Maybe a cleansing. It's uh, you know in this, uh, uh, as with nature, uh, in the fall, things are pruned back and leaves turn and, but in the spring, so that's a the cleansing. It gets rid of. I don't know if you read anything. Uh, Judy Dench did a thing about trees that she raises, and she discovered that leaves that turn are there's more to it than just them dying uh it's part of the trees casting off the things that it doesn't want in its tree it's a cleansing and those leaves are part of that and so they shed them in a way that we shed oh things from our own body that we don't need anymore don't want in our body um so that's the same with trees and um in the spring they're healthier so you know we (laughs) where am i going with all this oh my gosh it's too early in the morning on saturday morning we should be thinking about going to the saturday market here and uh uh, patronizing uh good food and healthy food and local merchants and having a fabulous dinner party i keep saying that all the time maybe one day i'll have a uh rainbow radio dinner party (laughs) and invite everyone i know but anyway that was that was kind of an interesting dynamic i was thinking about um and who knows you know (laughs) so uh we'll take a one short song music break to chew that over a little bit and um i'll be back on this day in history Don't you like the sound of the ocean giving me the motion? <laughs> Here in Laguna Beach, at the beach, it's <laughs> sound of the ocean giving me the motion. Uh, the motion, yes. Uh, so um, I, I should uh, let you know in the next uh, two Saturdays, uh, like the one after this and the one after that, I have radio guests. So you'll have to tune in. One's a local resident, and he has a lot to say, particularly when it comes to good things in the world and being spiritual and honorable and you'll have to tune in to find out about who this guest is and also uh, i have a uh, therapist um dr psychology and she has uh, a book out and we'll interview her she's been on the show before that's on april fool's day so the next two weekends uh If you want to get on the mailing list and you're not to find out all the details about who's coming, when, where, why, how, whatever, go to rainbow-radio.com and fill out the keep me informed or subscribe form, whatever it is, I forget. But anyway, we'll get you on the list. How about that? Now, uh, turning back to some more news before, I just couldn't resist this. It's again in, in the good old United States, but it's not exactly what I find nice. Colorado Catholic group spent millions to identify priests using gay dating apps. You know, I have a theory on it. When you oppress a culture or, um, let's see, when you oppress, uh, I do not want to say a culture, but when you oppress an instinctual desire, such as your proclivity for one sex over another, it's persistent, uh, that desire, and it's not going to change. And so when you, when you shun one and they go into hiding and they find all other ways that are not healthy and not good to you know, pursue their interests. And that comes with the church, I think, too. many. I'm just, my opinion, I do think many people, young people, um, discover that they have an interest in uh, their same sex And they find out that it's an illness, and in many states, uh, it's still against the law, even in the United States. Um, For an example, (laughs) in Idaho, (laughs) on this day in history, 1971, Idaho decriminalizes homosexual acts. This is 1971. How progressive. It decriminalizes homosexual acts between consenting adults, but, but... Before the law can take effect, the legislature, under pressure from conservative and religious groups, reverses itself and votes to make them a felony again. So it's 1971. It was a felony to have a a same-sex sexual act in Idaho. How about that? We've come a long ways. But I guess what I'm saying is, and it even happened in the military when you wanted to suppress uh, gays in the military, it, it created all sorts of problems rather than being honest about it, which is what the armed forces leaders said in testimony before Congress when they were being, when that was being discussed, whether to abandon the don't ask, don't tell, and make, make allow gays into the military. These are all long-term military leaders with the consensus that it would be better to be honest how about that? To be honest, <laughs> that there would be less subversive activity and less risk for um, uh, harassment and, and um, extortion that is unhealthy and bad, all the other things that come with it. Well, the Catholic Church is no different. I think these young adults find that it, that's illegal, immoral, and um, against the law, and they're mentally ill all those things. So they want salvation, they go to the church and they, they commit to celibacy and become a priest. And later in life, those urges are still there. And tragically, in an unhealthy way, they reach out. Well, Colorado wanted to do something about that. And to me, they should just allow gay priests to be themselves, it would all go away. This is what they did. Um, a conservative Catholic group based in Colorado spent millions to obtain data that identified priests using gay hookups and dating apps, le- later sharing the data with bishops nationwide. Now, um, if they're preying on young adults that are underage, that's different. But if they're pray if they're having sex with another adult their age or Someone they decide they love. Well, we won't go further than that. The project was carried out by conservative nonprofit Catholic laity and the Clergy for Renewal. Hmm, Clergy for Renewal, that's interesting. The Washington Post first reported, according to tax records obtained by the Post, the project's mission is to empower the church to carry out its mission and to provide bishops of, uh, with evidence-based resources to help further identify weaknesses in the current training. Well, I can tell you what they are. The group has reportedly spent the last at least $4 million on the project and shared the information with dozens of bishops across the country. I hope the information they get makes them causes them to maybe ponder a bit what's really going on, and instead of dealing with the symptoms of um what's happening but the source of the problem you know it's like a doctor you know if you've got a an infection and you put a band-aid on it it's not going to heal if it's that bad you need antibiotics you need to you need to straighten it out correct it so i don't know they might look at the big picture that's my opinion <laughs> anyway that was going on in colorado moving along to china um they've taken finding gays a whole new step, a whole new direction inside China's LGBTQIA plus re-education camps. Mm-hmm. We're gonna Survivors claim shock treatment and beatings. That's how they're going to eradicate it. And it causes me to ponder, why does it need eradication in the first place? Is, or is it just a political hot biscuit? Which I think... In the United States, certainly is. But anyway, that's what's going on in China. Members of the China's community claim they have been sent to government-sanctioned re-education camps. Some said they spent years in the camp, experienced forced conversion therapy, a controversial process of attempting to coerce queer people to become heterosexual. Survivors tell Claire Key conversion therapy was carried out in... Maltreated camps while they claim they suffered force, electrical shock, treatments, beatings, and other abuse. I can't go on. That's in China. That's how they're dealing with it. Uganda Parliament introduces a new anti-bill. And Uganda lawmakers began a new session on Tuesday, and lawmakers introduced an anti-homosexual bill that would allow the jailing of LGBTQ um, individuals for up to 10 years for declaring their identity or touching with homo- homosexual intention whoa so you 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 find your brother and you run up and hug him and give him a kiss and he's your brother because you love him you're going to go to jail because you're homosexual well that might be extreme but oh my and lifesavers club cancels pride event after threats from australian conspiracy theories so theorists so in australia they have pride festivals which i love it and so there's an organization uh Called lifesavers, and they use rainbow colors, but they're um, they're lifesavers at the beach. They're lifeguards, lifesavers. That's what they do. And they wanted to participate because they're national. I guess they're a big organization. I don't know if they're national, well known. Um, but b- they received so many threats from conspiracy theorists in Australia that they withdrew. Now, this is facts. I mean, they withdrew from Pride Week because they wanted. They were concerned for the safety of their um, people in the lifesavers. So threatening lifeguards because they might want to participate in a pride event. And it's, um, yeah, I I shouldn't go on about those things. (laughs) Anyway, that's the news. We're all over that. Have a Bloody Mary right now and uh, be merry. (laughs) Be glad we live uh, where the president thinks. Things against uh, humanity are not acceptable. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Anyway, anyway on that, on that. <laughs> um, what else can I tell you? Uh, Lagoon Beach Pride had a board meeting, and we, like I said, we are moving probably our Pride Festival to August, which is, um, and then do an event uh, in June to commemor- commemorate. Um, Uh, gay month in as uh proclaimed by the city of laguna beach june is proclaimed uh heritage and culture lgbtq heritage and culture month in the community recognizing the contributions and all the things that have the rich history in laguna beach so that is june coming up not that far away but uh, we have some other events leading up to the big event in August. Is what it looks like at this point, and we're working hard on it. So stay tuned, um, and we'll we'll get there. All right, um, do I have time to run through um, LGBTQ history? I don't know. I do have one more top ten list. Maybe we should do that. Huh? <laughs> it's um, it's history. It, it, I ask. Uh, uh, Carnac, the computer, list the top 10 events in LGBTQ history and explain their significance. Now, it's a long, it's 10 lists, but there's way too much to explain. But I can just kind of give you the the highlights on it because most of the um, events you're probably familiar with. And if not, there's always Google. So number 10, I like to stop at the, the least and work up to number one, uh, but this is in recent history, it's not world history, um, you know, forever and ever. Uh, Section 377, Decriminalization in India in 2018 is a landmark decision. And I've talked about this on the radio station because India was a colonial state of uh, <laughs> colonial era, I guess, territory of the United Kingdom. And they adopted a lot of the uh, anti-gay uh, colonialism rhetoric. And and so in 2018 they decided they didn't like it anymore when with regard to uh, LGBTQ. So they the court struck down Section 377 in the Indian Penal Code, which had criminalized homosexuality. So in 2018, what is this? Five years later, there's a lot of changes gone on in India. Um, there's a, and it, you. Let's suffice to say, it's probably very difficult to change a culture that has been ingrained for oh decades and decades, maybe 10 decades at least. So that is number 10 on the list. Number nine is Matthew Shepard's murder in 1998. Oof. The murder of, actually, and I always point this out, his name is very biblical. Matthew, the book of Matthew, Matthew and Shepherd. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, A gay college student in Wyoming um, who was uh, a hate crime victim and murdered. Number eight, Don't Ask, Don't Tell repeal in 2011. We were just talking about that. So uh, we're glad that that went away. That's number eight. Number seven, ACT UP. ACT UP has a history. It was an advocacy group that fought for better health care and more funding for AIDS research. They were just fed up with the rhetoric and then lack of uh, response and they said we're going to act up and there they became um it played a significant role in raising awareness about aids epidemic and pushing for better treatment and care for people living with aids hiv and aids number six transgender visibility and acceptance that's another <laughs> that's in history uh, in the 2010s, the past decade has seen significant increase in the visibility and acceptance of transgender people. Transgender individuals have become more visible in more popular media, in the media, and the laws and policies have been put in place to protect their rights and equal, ensure equal treatment. And in some cases, quite the opposite. Number five, Lawrence versus Texas. The Supreme Court struck down the Texas law criminalizing homosexuality. Hmm. How about that <laughs> in Texas? Marriage equality in 2015, the Supreme Court's decision of Obergefell—I can't ever pronounce her name—and Hodges legalized same-sex marriage between uh, marriage nationwide in the United States, making one of the most significant victories. Um, and number three, AIDS epidemic is in history is. Um, <laughs> Profound impact on the community, especially particularly gay men. We all know that 1980 to 1990 was the when it was in its fiercest ugliness. Number two, Harvey Milk's election. Harvey Milk was the first openly gay person elected to public office in California, but 1977. That's a while ago, and unfortunately, him and the mayor lost their lives. And number 111, Stonewall Riots in 1969. The Stonewall Riots were a series of spontaneous protests by members of the LGBTQ community in response to the police raid at the Stonewall Inn in New York City. The riots marked the turning point in the fight for LGBTQ rights, sparking a modern LGBTQ rights movement and leading to the first gay pride parade in a year later. And there you have the top 10 oh my if we could go on and on and on (laughs) um yes maybe we should have yeah one i don't know i don't want to i don't want to get go down in this this rat this uh, rabbit hole rabbit (laughs) rabbit hole with lgbtq history um talk about more fun things like what's coming up this summer and it is summer is going to be upon us before we know it there's going to be lots of green (laughs) things because we've had lots of rain and there's more rain to come and i'm i i love it uh soon it will be beach time here in laguna beach and uh we are still working on the lifeguard tower our intent uh as if you don't know um laguna beach Fairly recently took over um, management and responsibility for the beaches within its city limits. Uh, prior to that, it, they had been managed by Orange County. They had been actually or give, contracted with Orange County to manage them. And so the city had done that many, many years ago. I'm not sure how long ago, but recently the city felt that it was more uh, to their advantage to manage the beaches. Um, for the community with more sensitivity to the community needs and uh, took back responsibility for the beaches so with that they needed some new lifeguard towers and they uh needed to upgrade a few things and they've hired uh some additional staff uh, uh lifeguards and such in fact they were soliciting people yeah, you, i suppose you could apply um i don't i think i'm past that point Although, (laughs) I still love going to the beach. Anyway, um, so with that, um, they purchased six lifeguard towers, one of which, uh, with the prompting of Laguna Beach Pride, uh, we wanted a rainbow lifeguard tower um, to celebrate diversity and inclusion and and, um, a culture that's made a contribution, we feel, to Laguna Beach. It's... I, I. the, the rainbow colors of inclusivity is what we call it. And so the city unanimously approved it, um, That and there was a generous, so that it wouldn't cost the city anything, there was a generous donation to pay for the color color application to one lifeguard tower. And uh, there'll be a little infor- informational plaque or sign that explains the, the colors, why they're there, and... Um, some dedication to those who are responsible in helping make it happen. So I bring that up because, um, when this summer, once it's up and in place, we're going to have a, um, dedication and a little celebratory event. Um, depending on the response, we'll determine how big the event is, but we want to do, uh, uh, it's a public beach, so public. you can gather publicly, and that's, that's the um, intent, and uh, to encourage a particular date and time or uh, to get to gather and celebrate that rainbow-colored uh, tower of diversity. And I should also mention that Long Beach has one um, in a very prominent location along the beach, very visible from many residents uh, nearby and in local high-rise buildings, uh, so it's very, very visible. And they've had some issues, but they had to. It got burned down, <laughs> I'd say. But anyway, got rebuilt, and it's been there ever since, and doing very well. When they first happened a few years ago, but Hermosa Beach has one. Uh, Venice Beach and i'm missing one there's like four other beaches in california that have them and i'm thinking well laguna beach come on we don't want to be left out (laughs) So, so hopefully this summer when we get it all in place and we have a little party we'll have a real cause for celebration yeah laguna beach pride will be will be there and on the spot again i want to remind everyone if you have an event coming up or someone you'd like to see interviewed as part of the culture and community please go to rainbow-radio.com or org whatever razzes your bearings they both work and either leave a message or put the information on the calendar and it will be shared with everyone uh who has an interest in the community how about that so it's a it's a focus point i will say uh of uh, of a calendar, an active living calendar on the internet. And I'm unanimous in that. (laughs) I uh, have time for probably a couple news items. And to say, uh, I see Ida May is here. Hi, Ida. Oh, she's ignoring me. (laughs) And... um, so I'm going to give. I'm going to go through on this day in history really quickly. It's going to be a lightning round. How about that? I have like three minutes. So, uh, today in history, the police raid Washington D.C. mail escort service with friendly models and cart away more than a dozen boxes of business records, including names and addresses of several hundred of the service's clients. Mm. So they were friendly models. The 19th, uh, Victor Victoria opens nationwide. How about that? And in Quebec, on 2000th Court of Appeals upholds Superior Court ruling that same-sex marriages are legal in Canada or in Quebec. How about that? Moving along to the 20th on this day in history. In 61, the United States Supreme Court denies uh, Frank Kermy's petition to review the legality of his firing by the United States armies because he was gay. Hmm. (laughs) They refused to review it. In 1973, uh, 23-year-old David Bowie marries 19-year-old American Mary Angela Barrett. A few years later, Bowie explains how they met, and they knew each other because they were both going out with the same man. Hmm. I did not know. That's a new one. In 1978, San Francisco Board of Supervisors passes what is described as the most stringent gay rights law in the country. Only one of 11 supervisors, Dan White, who murdered the mayor and murdered city councilman um, Harvey Milk, a few years later, or later, uh, abstained or voted against it. In 1986, after 14 years, the New York City Council finally passes gay rights ordinance. With a vote to 21 to 14, Mayor Koch tells the reporters, the sky is not going to fall. <laughs> Boy, a few other people in a few other countries could take that lesson. <laughs> the sky is not going to fall. A lesbian minister at a bothel in Bothell, Washington. At a bothell, in Bothell, Washington. Imagine that I'm been called living in. I live in a Bothell. As a, it's so close, but not quite. Is acquitted uh, by the Methodist Church jury of violating church rules for being lesbian. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the twenty second in nineteen seventy two, the Equal, right, Equal Rights Amendment. Banning discrimination on the basis of sex passes the United States Senate in 2004. In Oregon, the commission uh, commissioners of Benton County decide not to start issuing ma- marriage licenses to same-sex couples. The reversal of an earlier time that they did it, uh, until uh, the Supreme Court changed all that, of course. But Oregon did issue them, kind of like uh, okay. Moving along to. The 23rd, Israel legalizes homosexual acts between consenting adults in 88. And the last day on this day in history, boy, I really pushed through that. Uh, in defiance of U.S. Immigration and Natural Relations, our federal gun, jan, 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 citizenship to a 24-year-old gay male from Cuba to let a homosexual in. In 1986, William Hurt wins Best Actor Oscar for Im- imprisoned homosexual win window dresser kiss of the spider women and he just died not too long ago in 1987 act up coalition is as we talked about earlier so that's it on kxfm 104.7 rainbow radio craig is signing off here and